Aaron, I want you to live long enough that I can see you again. Thanks. So Thanks, Owen. I appreciate that. I'd like to live longer than after I see you. I'm not going to lie. Hey, I mean, <laughs> they could have like an Ideally, open casket thing. Sure, but <laughs> wow. I'm just saying bare minimum. Bare don't minimum. fucking right. die until the next packs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bare minimum. So that's going to be 2077. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you guys see that they announced all the dates for packs? Yeah. 2021? Yeah. No. Yeah. Pa the PAX thing is probably something we should put in the podcast, yeah. Yeah. Probably. I mean, we're currently recording He's right recording. now. So, I, I mean, is that different than putting it in the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. You're going to you're going to use like a joke go. from this section Pax. and then you're going to do your introduction right. and none of this no is going to be in the podcast. You don't think no he's one will clip, know. Like Cut this I'm, I highly doubt he's going to clip this section, <laughs> move it to the news section, and then just insert it somewhere. That's too much editing. Forecast episode 119. Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced, streamed, and sometimes released on Thursdays. This Thursday, hot on the heels. I'm going to say that again, Jake. Hot on the heels of Bitcoin with a 24-hour high of $23,770. And I guarantee you, Alex has still not sold. I have not. Mm, see. Good Lord. We are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the horizon FB, or you can come hang out in our Discord channel, or you can check out the website at WeHorizon, wearethehorizon.com. Uh, we have a ton of original content for you to browse through there. Additionally, everything we talk about, we push to our cast notes, which is pushed to whatever podcasting app you are using. I'm Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps. Chad? Hey, yo, I'm Chad. Alex? Hello, my name is Alex. Jake John? Hey, what's up? Caleb? Hey, that's me. And Owen. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Uh, let's go ahead and start with some off-the-top stuff this week. Just as a friendly reminder, if you contributed, or not a friendly reminder, a friendly thanks, if you contributed to our Extra Life campaign, thank you so much. We raised $4,341.18. You can still contribute right now. If you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking, wait, I wasn't involved then, I would love to contribute. Uh, remember, this money doesn't go to us. This goes to kids in times of need, which... Man, 2020 is a year of need, so if you want to donate to anything, this is a good cause. Uh, they, I believe they're open through the middle of January, so make sure you take a look at that if you'd like to donate. We appreciate it very, very, very much. Also, off the top, we should probably just get started with the one thing that literally everyone is going to be talking about, which is Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, you want to start with this? Let's literally everyone <laughs> has Diving in from the top. Everyone. The most overrated want, game of all time. Listen, what we can do is we can say, what have you been playing lately other than Cyberpunk? That can be mm. our segment. And then we can talk Cyberpunk if you want to do it that way. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. we'll start with Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's start with off the top what we usually do, but slightly tweaked. What have you been playing lately other than Cyberpunk? And Jake, we will start with you. Okay, so I've been playing Cyberpunk. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Okay. Screwed it up. Messed it up. Can we, put, put me back in. Put me back in. Give me the lead. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Jake, what have you been playing lately? Okay, I've been playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, 
mostly last week for, <laughs> you know, reasons that should be obvious. Uh, so this is a game came out last year, year before, something like that. I think last uh, year. Last year feels right. And I just didn't pick it up. Didn't seem like my thing. Uh, full disclosure, I don't really like Star Wars. So that definitely contributed. But I finally picked it up. It went on sale for like 20 bucks. And guess what? It kind of slaps. I really mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Uh, I probably would have finished it by now if it wasn't for other things. <laughs> the other <laughs> things that you were doing. We can't speak Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, glad that you like it. It is. I feel like it's one of the uh, better RPGs of the past couple years. Yeah. It. The one thing I'll say about it, it feels like a Jedi game should be a little more, I guess, bombastic, kind of mm. faster paced. I don't know that a Souls like was the best fit. I mean, it's within that genre. It kind of works. Uh, it's more Sekiro E, where it's like blocky focused. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It feels like when you're like a badass Jedi, you can just fling people off cliffs. Should be should be a little quicker. Should be a little more badass. I mean, dealing with stormtroopers is real quick. Yeah, that that is true. Dealing with actual enemies that they're that are give that pose some threat that take a while. Appreciate that though, because I like being able to just basically push stormtroopers aside like they're nothing, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. still facing enemies that are like, okay, I really have to plan how I'm gonna approach this encounter. Yeah, no, I I mean that's fair. It feels um, like they tried to build a good video game and not just stick to Star Wars lore. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which has been nice. It's no it's no Force Unleashed. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> You remember true. those. Yeah. But I feel like that's the a, a good thing because I remember playing Force Unleashed and yes, it was very bombastic as Jake said, you know, you had the Jedi powers and it, there was no threat. There was no challenge. You know, it just felt like I could just like do whatever and everything just died by looking at me. Whereas at least with this one, I have to press a button to kill the stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. What difficulty were you playing on? Uh, uh, which one? Unleashed or? or Fallen, Order. Fallen Order. Oh, Fallen yeah. Order. I did uh, the second hardest. Mm. You should just play it on hard. It's really not that like difficult of a game. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, were you playing on hard the, the whole one. time? I don't remember. I feel like can you? I guess I don't know if you can change it after the fact because that's you not can. a bad idea. You can. I think you can. Oh, one thing I did that I was grateful for, I looked up how to get a double sided lightsaber right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. So that's actually really easy. Once you get off the tutorial planet, you can just run there <laughs> yeah. and pick one up. Correct. Like yep. it's not easy to get, I guess. It's like a higher level area. So you kind of got to kite around some guys. Must mass cool as hell. Yeah. It's very I, fun. I really like that the different lights, lightsaber types have like specific uses like the, yeah. the double-bladed one is really good for like deflecting a whole bunch of blaster bolts and stuff and the singles are really good for just like dueling somebody killing a guy kind of like they the don't... ghost of tsushima yeah yeah stuff. like the stances yeah. yeah they don't have like uh curved hilts do they at least i haven't uh, seen any okay well, no. i don't think so i, think I guess so. i should say i haven't no. finished the game i as someone who has you played wanna... the game and gotten all the different hilts and stuff no okay I don't, don't think they dark like, sabers necessarily mm-hmm. needed to go that in depth. So um, I also agree that like dual, like the dual saber versus a single saber is is a cool. Hey, let's just add a little element here of why one's better than the other for certain situations. Yeah, and the animations to transition between them is pretty awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. appreciate that. Appreciates those types of things. You didn't want that animation that from like the most. Uh, what's the last Star Wars movie from the recent trilogy where Ray like has a single saber, but it's also double. And then she like flips it down to a double. 
<laughs> this is the last Skywalker, I think. Yep. Yeah, that would be Rise it. of Skywalker. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> also, it just as a side note, since we're talking about Star Wars, Episode Seven did come out. I think it was five years ago today. So, shout out to the start of a very mediocre trilogy. Uh, you know, the first movie was good. The other one's just garbage. So, I mean, the first one had to be good. It's a new hope. They did a new hope. <laughs> yeah. They just really they literally redid episode yeah. four. The first it's one was a new movie. hope. The second one was basically the Empire Strikes Back. They were on a snow planet eventually. Mm. Salt. I'm sorry. It wasn't snow. It was salt. <laughs> sorry. They were on a snow like planet. eventually. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to defend it too much. Uh, <laughs> You can't say the second movie is like Empire Strikes Back when everybody thinks that's the worst movie of, of all of the nine I know, movies. I know, I know. When Empire Strikes Back is maybe one of the best movies of all of the movies. I get it. Maybe one of the best movies of all time? No, <laughs> is of that... all time? A lot of people okay. have that opinion. A lot of people do say that. Mm-hmm. The best Star Wars movie of all time? I mean, yeah, sure. Best movie of all time? Boy, that's pushing it. There's a lot of I movies said, I said one of, not the... I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's a pretty popular opinion, I think. It's probably in the top ten if you looked up most lists. Hmm. Okay. Sure, it's going to be Godfather Part One, Godfather Part Two, a couple other gangster movies, <laughs> and then, yeah, Star Wars. I noticed you didn't say Godfather Part Three. Wasn't really. <laughs> uh, no. Shawshank Redemption. Or the Shawshank Redemption. Too, sure. Citizen Kane's got to be <laughs> on that list. Two. Citizen Kane Two. <laughs> You know, the classics. The cl- <laughs> you know, like Shrek. It's actually number 15 on IMDb's top 250. So there wow. you go. Oh, okay. All right. There it is. Touche. Uh, have you been playing anything else, Jake? Uh, no. This other thing you're seeing in my list is cyberpunk spelled oh. very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought and I was like, that doesn't... Wow. I've never yeah, heard of this game. That's wow. super punk. That's cyberpunk. I tried super to talk punk. about that. I wasn't allowed. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I've only really been playing two things, uh, one of which we'll talk about in a minute. The other one is uh, Doom Eternal, the Ancient Gods Part 1. I'm going to just reflect on what Chad said a fortnight ago when he was commenting about how Doom is a game where they're like, if you're going to get an expansion, do you imagine in your mind that you're just going to start back from like easy and go to hard? No. No, no, no. It's like basically the the next level of complexity after the final boss fight from the regular part of Doom That game just what just doesn't care. It's like, hey, what's up? You ready to play again? I hope you're buckled up because we're going to throw basically all of the enemies at, it, at you in the smallest corridor you've ever seen in your life. Good luck. Well, they, they keep ramping the difficulty, but unlike the main storyline, they do not introduce any more tools. Dude, for you yeah. to the game take on enemies. Is perfectly balanced. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All the weapons are perfectly uh-huh. balanced. They perfectly, can't add any more. Dude. Perfectly balanced, which is why, why everyone literally uses the double shotgun with the flaming hook. <laughs> and literally no one ever uses the like lock on beam that charges up. Yeah. Ah! Aha! Aha! So, who has not played the expansion? Is it just Chad Me. and I who played it? Wait. Yeah, actually. Okay. Continue. Who has played it? Just Chad and Aaron. <laughs> Okay, that's, it's just, that's just you and I, yeah. Um, let me tell you, uh, f- for all of the, we thought maybe there wasn't going to be a lot of new introduction of things. I mean, it's not. They're, like, It's a lot of the same Doom. You're fighting the same enemies. You have a slightly new storyline. You are going to new areas. The maps are what seem to be much bigger than the maps from the base game. Um, in the sense that like, you go through an area 
and you just go to the next area, but you're still on the map, it seems like it should be transitioning to a new, like literal new level, but it's not. It's just a new area from that specific map. Uh, they've also introduced new enemy types, one of which requires you to use the lock-on beam from that beam Oh weapon. my fucking God. Oh, really? Yes. Specifically, it is the uh. only way to defeat that enemy. Okay. The only way? The, the only, only way. way. Well, that is not, so that's stupid. That's not true. That is not true. There is one other way, and that is defeating literally all the other enemies in the area. Yeah. But if you go that way, it's going to be way more complicated. I, that it's a, that so much. It's a possession terrible. enemy, so it like yes. takes over another enemy, and Jesus. when you kill that enemy, it like hovers in the air for a second, about to possess another enemy to like buff them, and to just get rid of them real quick so that you don't have to deal with another buffed enemy, you use a lock-on gun. Correct. Which is it a bug that that works? <laughs> no, it's no. literally designed that way. It literally tells yeah. you before you even meet it that the only way to kill it is to use the lock on beam weapon. That's so stupid. <laughs> Which I, God, I've so actually, dumb. because of the difficulty of this expansion, I, I've been using the lock on gun to finish off enemies. Yeah, actually. Because, because you're trapped in such a small area, instead of trying to shoot a rocket at it and dodge out of the way where you can't dodge, uh, holding it in place, like any of the enemies in place, is way better for your Correct. ammo, your health, etc. Yeah, because they don't move. They don't act if you're holding right. them in place. They're just stuck right. there. It the, seems ridiculous to me that they put you in small corridors because that is the last thing you oh want my when gosh. you play that game. It's not just like one either. It's like literally every space you go to. Hey, what's up? You were fighting in a big space? How about let's get in a really tiny corridor? Good luck. It's you got like all these movement abilities, and it's like no tiny corridor. That that's what annoyed me about. Um, wow, I forgot the name of that game where he plays this the cyborg ninja. Dad, uh, help me Ghost out. Runner. Ghost Runner. There's like two tiny corridors, and they're horrible. I don't know why you'd put them in the game. You got all these movement capabilities, mm. but it just cuts you down to this tiny area where you can barely do anything. Doom, same way. So I'll, I'll say this. I, I didn't really like the first level of the expansion. It just felt like a continuance of the base game. But second level, third level on, I have enjoyed. Um, I think the complexity is definitely like it's harder than base Doom Eternal. I have put almost five hours into beating a single Slayer Gate. Wow. Dude. Wow. I was discussing this with Alex the other day. I have decided that this is my Dark Souls. I suck at parrying. I literally something in my brain doesn't let me understand the mechanics of what parrying is. So Who I can't parry in Dark Souls. That's a good question. I, I don't roll. Don't be like, weirdo. Sorry, the thing I'm imagining is literally just dodging attack. Like, um, what's that uh, samurai game you guys loved? Sekiro. Sekiro. Oh, that right. one is parrying. Dude, that one's first parrying. Boss, parrying. I died instantly. Suck at parrying. Whatever. This is my Dark Souls game. I love just getting brutally destroyed by enemies in this game and then going back and fighting again and trying to beat it. Super complicated. I must be a weirdo. <laughs> Why? Because? I parry in Dark Souls. I do too. <laughs> in Bloodborne, that's my go-to. Bloodborne. Uh, there's some of the bosses that literally, if you just know how to parry, they're just so simple. Yeah. Sure. Lady Maria is the best boss fight in Bloodborne, but man, you can just parry her to death. Uh, the last thing I'll say about uh, Doom Eternal, I do think they did a good job with, um, uh, other than I understand that the corridors are complicated, um, the small corridors, they added, like, their their level design is really good for this expansion, and they've added some mechanics that they didn't really have, not mechanics, they've added some level progression 
or level movement mechanics that they did not have in the first one, where it's just purely based on your ability to move through the level as quickly as possible. Um, there's some fog mechanics that they've introduced, which is kind of cool. Uh, Wait, it, what do you mean about the moving through I, the level as quickly as possible? Or like um, time it's, sections? It's like where time sections, yes. Oh, okay. Which is weird. Yeah, weird for Doom, but I like yeah. it. Yeah. I hate it's, the fog. Yeah, the fog is is hard. You have to, like, the mechanic is that you literally can't see outside the fog, and if you walk into it, you are just instantly start dying. And on Nightmare, it takes, like, two seconds and you're dead. So you have to stay inside this teeny tiny little circle where there's a flame right in the center. And it gets very hard because you do not see enemies until they enter the circle. So you could just be running around the perimeter like you would in, uh, you know, like a, a battle royale where you're just trying to, like, go around the perimeter and get all the enemies that way. No, it doesn't work in this. You got to be constantly moving. It's crazy. Yeah, I, the level that I recall that I almost just stopped the game and just quit, didn't try again, uh, was I walk around this corner into, first of all, two tentacles pop out of this small little hallway. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there's like a donut shape where there's a big like mountain thing that you can climb on in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then a spider is being buffed by a ghost. Mm-hmm. And so you can't shoot off the the top part that makes the spiders easier. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're like over you'd have to shoot it like five or six times I'm pretty sure and like they're they're literally dodge jumping so quick that you would have to be the, the absolute nuttiest quickscoper of your like <laughs> existence like you would you would be in Phase Clan if you could hit these shots. Okay, so uh, we, didn't, we didn't talk about the possession ghost at all, but basically all it does is it speeds up movement, attack time, and then time between attacks for the enemies. Oh, so it also makes them a little like. A well, more I mean, yeah, health, I'm pretty sure. They definitely have more health. Yeah. So, but then on top of all that, there's fog. And so you can't see, like, in front of you, and you're, like, going in a circle trying to make sure that you keep killing the little guys to get health back. The spider's, like, right on top of you. You kill a spider. Then there's, like, three different uh, pinkies that come out. And then after that, it's the, like, first boss guy that comes out. Mm-hmm. The one that, that's, like, on the hoverboard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you're just like, all right, I'm fighting all this blind. I barely have any health because I keep getting absolutely clobbered by everything. Tentacles are flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I, I didn't realize this. And I was texting Alex about this, but I didn't realize why I had such a problem with the expansion with so far. Uh, but I just recently got to a level that had jump pads and like uh, the, the crossbars that you can like hop off of and stuff like that. And the yeah. thing about Doom that I enjoyed so much and I think they just missed the mark with a few of the starter levels. And like I said, I haven't played further to to see. But is that there was a, a certain flow that you had to every single fight. You would, you know, do some damage to somebody. If you couldn't beat them, you would like jump off a jump pad, make a, you know, a round, kind of kiting, almost like you're playing COD Zombies. But while you're doing that, there's little guys in front of you that you can get health back from. And then you make the rounds again. And sometimes that path doesn't work because a big guy appears. So you have to like rotate a different way. But in... And this one is like you're in a tight hallway. Good luck. Yeah, the hallways are very difficult. You basically have to just pump out damage until you can do a, a killing move. It's I don't know. I I really like it, but I I'm very partial to Doom. I loved the first one. I loved the expansion, other than the final boss fight. So I don't think it's a like a bad expansion. I just think if you're looking for the taste of, like I said, the original flow, mm-hmm. they kind of they kind of went away from that. It comes back. I, the first level is just not good in the expansion. It's just <laughs> well, that's not, not great. It's, it's yeah. like uh, that's like saying start this series. By the way, the first half sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Parks and Rec. Great. Um, let's uh, let's move on to Alex. What have you been playing lately? Sure. Um, well, I finished uh, Mafia, which I discussed last podcast. Um, I quite like that game. It's I, I I went and looked at some reviews after I finished it just to see kind of what the consensus was, and there was a lot of talk about um how the game feels dated because it it's essentially an open world game but it's not really because like it is a story game like you you do missions back to back like there's no free roam or anything like that like free roam is a separate option on the main menu oh so it is a it is a linear story set in an open world and then everybody you know constantly goes and tries to compare it to gta and it's like oh the you can't do any you can't do any open world stuff in this game. It's like yeah. Yeah, but I understand that because they weren't making that game. They were making a completely linear story that just so happens to use this set piece of the city to tell it. Which is an odd choice. Like I don't I can't really think of other games that do that. Doesn't it seem like a lot of wasted effort to build a whole city and then not use it? Yeah. Doesn't it seem like you could just build it. You know, to be a linear game, maybe? You could just build levels, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Because there's a lot of, uh, like, you start the mission, you're at your base, you go get in a car, you drive to a location somewhere in the city, you do the mission, whatever it is, like, inside this library or inside this warehouse or at this airport, you know? And then you get done with whatever your task is there, and then you drive back to your safe spot, wherever that was going to be. Sure. And then it kind of loads a cutscene, you watch a cutscene, then you load back into your main base again and do it, do it again. So I don't know. It's it's like twenty missions or something. Um, I think the story is really good. It does seem a little weird that they would build a whole city like that and then not really use it for that. But yeah. I, I'd I mean, say I'd say give this game a shot. It's pretty dope. Not to be cynical, but it could just be like, hey, people like GTA. Make your game look like GTA. Sure. Even though that's not what you've built at all. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Range. definitive edition, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Just checking. Yeah, it's a it's like completely redone, like visuals and animations and voice acting and everything. It's it's really high quality acting. I think like everybody nails their Chicago accents and everything, and the story is pretty pretty intense. Keanu Reeves is in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's in all the good open world games. I hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been playing much else besides... Oh, wait, I have been playing Disc Room. Disc Room is that game... Like, this is something that Caleb brought up to me that I didn't realize. This game came out in, like, a humble monthly, like, forever ago. Ages ago, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And is somehow re-released under... Devolver, uh, Devolver, yeah. Yep. It's, like, new art. Right, I was about to say, I thought it was completely different art when I saw it. Yeah, it's it looks like completely different art, I think. It also it's it's different. It's almost like a roguelike kind of. What? Like you go room to room and it expects you to die in every room. So that's uh-huh. not a problem. You just come back after. Like you your objective is not to stay alive. Your objective is to complete specific objectives in each room. So one room might oh. be like stay alive for 20 seconds and then Another room's like, you know, you got to defeat this boss disc. What? And then... That's like, very different from original. Yeah. And yep. so there, there's this grid map 
right? You're going room to room, and you have to unlock each room that you get to by completing objectives in adjacent rooms. So it has like an arrow pointing a direction and says like to get there, you have to live at least five seconds in all unlocked, like currently unlocked rooms. And then you got another one that's like, you have to die to at least 10 different types of discs to unlock this path. Whoa. So then I'm like running room to room looking for discs I haven't died to and just like throwing my body at it so I can get that unlocked. I, that seems very intriguing about how it's like, using the roguelike mechanic of death that normally restarts you but like that's the thing you have to do to unlock the new stuff and i don't know if it like resets you at a certain point or if it just like continues forever or what because i haven't filled out the entire grid but you also if you complete enough objectives and specific areas you unlock abilities so like now i have you can have one ability at a time you can switch between them whenever you want um and so I have like a dash where I can dash through a disc or I have a thing that makes everything go slow-mo for a few seconds. Or I got this one that seems really cool but is impossible to use called clone where you hit a button and you create a clone of yourself and he stands still for like a second and then you start controlling both of them at the same time. And you can do that as many times as you want. So you just keep on making copies of yourself and like as long as one of them's alive, you just keep on going. But trying to keep track of where all your dudes are and control them all at the same time isn't like impossible. Sounds like a headache. Yeah. I feel so. like I just spam that button nonstop and follow the first guy. And then yeah. if he happens to die, I just like whip around the screen to yeah. find the next one alive. Yeah, that's I think that's the idea. It's still like I, I usually die simultaneously a lot of times. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's um it's pretty interesting and it, and it has some more stuff in there than the game that we had before, so I think it's on sale right now. Before was pretty. I mean, it was good, but it was just kind of linear. It wasn't like, uh, I, like I feel like a ton didn't change other than basically like level styling and mechanics. I don't really. Right. I mean, I they, mean, didn't, they, they didn't have the map, right? I don't remember that. No, before it's just like a level based game. Yeah. Like you would kind of expect that game to be, I feel like. Right. The weird map roguelike thing is, it's a very strange turn for like a normally level based thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and just the fact that like like death is built into it. Like you're not expected to live forever in rooms. Right. They also have like a developer time on each room, which I think is kind of cool. So you oh, have like an objective to hit. Like is that is that the time that the best developer did on it because that seems like it'd be very high and very hard to reach. Yeah, they <laughs> they don't seem insanely out of reach, so okay. I don't know if that's like a recommended time or if it's like a this is the best we did in the office because if it's the best that we did in the office they're all really bad at the game i guess <laughs> it so sounds it's not much like, more like a recommended time to beat yeah it's not like a brawlhalla play the devs where literally no one ever beats the devs because right. that's all they do is play brawlhalla maybe no. it's an average in the office like they have the developers and also like the artists and the sound designers <laughs> all play <laughs> got this one artist who's and just like, like not good at the it. game Oh, the oh. other like one mechanic that's in the game is like as you explore the map, there's basically like sections and each section has its own gimmick. So like the left side of the map that I was exploring has a circle in the middle of the room and the timer doesn't count up unless you're standing in the circle. So you have to like weave in and out of it to try to get your time to go up. Hmm. And then like the right side of the room has like lighting stuff where you have like everything's in shadow, but a circle around you is visible. 
and then specific blades will have light around them as well mm. but most of the stuff is like shadowed and uh i don't know there's they got boss fight mechanics where you're like running around picking up these little golden orbs that damage a boss disc pretty neat very different from original mm-hmm. release seems yeah. entirely different that's cool though yeah uh, Chad, let's move on to you. Although I look at this list and I realize we've already talked about Doom and we're not <laughs> yet talking about Cyberpunk. Do you just want to enter the Cyberpunk when we get there? Whatever, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, Owen, we'll move on to you. What have you been playing lately? Uh, so other than Cyberpunk, I have been playing Overwatch because Overwatch is doing its Winter Wonderland for 2020 finally. There's a bunch of cool skins. It's still Overwatch. They added a new free-for-all map for... I don't know, absolutely nobody because nobody plays free-for-all. But hey, it's fun. It's Overwatch. It's still a great time with all of my friends. And I do enjoy that when I'm not playing uh, Cyberpunk alone in my room. So, cool. Caleb! What have you been playing? Wow, <laughs> wow, you just take over my transition. Gosh. It's okay. Uh, what have you been playing? <laughs> so I've been playing a little bit of uh, Neon Abyss. Aaron wanted yes. me to play it, and it was on sale. Yes. Again, you don't like it, I can tell already. I, I don't can know. T- it's weird. <laughs> oh. A ringing so, endorsement. It doesn't have... The, it got compared to me to two things, Binding of Isaac and Enter the Gungeon. And I immediately throw out the comparison to Enter the Gungeon because you, you basically have one weapon. Sometimes you will swap maybe once a floor, possibly. But you kind of stick want to stick with the one you already have because you, you are like upgraded over time. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. I don't know how I feel about that. To be fair, I don't know if upgrades carry over between weapons. I believe they do. Do uh, they? Be, okay, it's so it's essentially an item. Bad. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that just directly upgraded the weapon and not... I like, don't uh, believe so. Okay. You just you just have a bunch of items that you carry around. Right. That okay. augment stuff. So maybe that's less important. But the other one was Binding of Isaac. And it's not, I will say it's not nearly as good as Binding of Isaac. But okay. Literally <laughs> nothing is as good as Binding of Isaac as Binding of Isaac is for you, dude. I don't know. Nothing. Like End of the Gungeon was pretty close. Or Rogue Get out of here. Games. Um, but it's got this like really strong emphasis on these pets that follow you around. But mm-hmm. the pets can die and half, I think like 50% of the time, the eggs break and there's no pets in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is incredibly frustrating. Like I carry this thing around for so long and then it just, there's just not, for no reason at all. I don't know. It kind of annoys me. There are upgrades that give you things based on the number of eggs and or the number of pets that you have. Yeah. So that part's nice. I, I did get one upgrade that every time you open an empty egg, you got something for it. Mm-hmm. Which... Mm-hmm made it not just pointless yeah which was nice i agree the problem with that is that you're literally always losing eggs so yeah there's not like a benefit to having them and you're always losing the pets because they take damage yeah not all pets. it's weird most most pets take damage which i i also played some of this i forgot oh (laughs) nice um we're past your part, friends. I know. <laughs> it's over. Save it for next time. It, I, so I cleared like the first, I don't remember what you call it, like the boss, first boss. It's, yeah. It's like you get a boss every first district, every I mean, level like the first or whatever. Final boss. Yeah, the first final boss. And then it reveals to you, hey, there's other ones, right? Yeah. I, I felt like I was just hitting my stride in that run and had like everything coming together. And I beat that boss. And I was like, yeah, what's next? And then it just ends mm-hmm. you and, and throws you back to the beginning. And I was like, dang. Yeah. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, the same our thing future, happens in a lot of similar games. Like our future runs longer than that, or yes. So yes, okay, significantly. If you, if you play next, the next time you, uh, the next box you choose, I guess you play up through what you already played, and then you continue on and play through the next boss. Correct. Why didn't they just let me do it, that? Like adds on to it. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of games do that, and it's it seems like a weird choice. I just think it, play. like it's a simpler mechanic for them because. Um, they especially if you get like an op combination you just end up walking through the remainder of the levels you know what i mean yeah, like that's kind of the point of roguelikes i guess that's true or part of the point of the roguelike keep on doing runs until you, hit you that. build stuff until you until you figure out all the items and you know what to pick up to to make like a really well, good combo then if, if you get a good comp you could literally just beat all of the bosses in the entire game in one run that's true that's true like your very first run, you just happen well, to pick up some really good items. That's not exactly true in this game because you actually cannot face bosses unless you do very specific things while you're playing. Sure, yeah. So that adds to it, but still. It, it, it's not bad. I'm enjoying it. I really, I'm, I'm a big fan. I've kind of forgotten about all the things that I don't like about it, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so too good. distracted by other games. Yeah. Um. All right, so I, I played some Star Wars Squadrons. I'm not very far in this game. Uh, so far, it is decent. I need to mess with the controls to get them to really feel right, because don't, they don't feel great as they are. And maybe I should try it with controller. I don't know. Is controller the way to play, Alex? I'm guessing not. On the Unibus? Nope. No, on, on Star, Star Wars Sorry. Squadrons. I, I messed up. You're good. Um, I was playing with controller. Yeah, okay. I need track. I've only I, played with mouse and keyboard so far, and it's iffy controls. I was gonna say I have been doing uh, mouse and keyboard, and I would agree with you. It is iffy on that. I do believe that the way to go would be probably controller, even though I have not tried that. I just assume, yeah. considering it just seems like a better option. Yeah. I I just had to get used to the controls because the way I wanted it to play is one of the alternate control schemes it's called like oh. aviator or something um but the stick in that mode for some reason has dead zones in like the, the diagonals oh where the ship barely moves i don't know why yikes because i want to be able to roll and pitch at the same time on the right. one, one stick mm -hmm. and it just doesn't want to do that it wants you to roll and then pitch mm. unless you have it on two separate sticks and in which case you can do it fine so far, it's really only the control scheme that I've had issues with. That the game seems decent. I'm not, like I said, not very far in. A couple hours. Um, other than that, I've been playing some Manifold Garden. Uh, I actually finished this game. Pretty solid little puzzle game. Its basic gimmick is uh, if you look at a wall that you're standing next to that you could potentially stand on, you hit a button and it changes gravity to face that wall, kind of. Like you're now standing on that wall. And so there's a bunch of you know, elements based around that, like certain cubes only have gravity when you have their color of gravity up, meaning that wall. It's a uh, pretty solid. It was like a four hour puzzle game. Uh, really good puzzles. I never felt like I was really, really stuck, but I also didn't think the puzzles were like super duper easy. Pretty much the perfect balance. They just keep you playing through all the way through. Pretty good. Check it out. Cool. That's it. That's you on the podcast. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Nobody played any other games. <laughs> Is it time? Time. I think it's time. I think it's ready. Do it, Chad. Uh yeah. Let's talk about the what have you been playing lately? Cyberpunk edition. Yeah, because we just went through what have you been playing 
lately other than cyberpunk w-h-y-b-p-l-o-t-c-p uh and now we're plot cp maybe it should just be cyberpunk you've been playing lately (laughs) why be plot cp that's pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh so i've been playing a uh been playing a little bit cyberpunk a little bit (laughs) how many hours you had in the game uh as of now, technically 65 saved file hours. Oh, dang. Yeah. Chad? That's insane, dude. I have been attempting to keep up with you, and I have only 20-some hours. I've been also doing started, good. I'm at 33. You also started after me, because you, you let it go like a day or two before you bought the game. I so. mean, yeah, but that it's also just and you play it for an insane amount of time. Like, I go to work in the morning and then come back, and I'm only working like four hours a day, and still somehow you're pouring in way more hours than me. Yeah, I mean, the, the first day or two, like, I stayed up to ungodly hours, not realizing what time it is. <laughs> uh, because it it's just such a, like, it's such a captivating game. Like, it's just, I know, so I think this topic is going to be very controversial among think? gaming groups, but the game, I think, got a certain level of hype that if it literally came out as a product in any state and did not get us to Mars or cure cancer, it was going to be a flop, like, just because it was what it was. Uh, but I've had such fun with it. Like, I don't, I don't know that I don't usually play, like you guys know me. I don't usually play single player games. Like I go to the battle royales. I do shooters and, and like, I stick with that, but this game, like I've really liked the Deus Ex saga and like, I, I really enjoy like stealthing around rooms and, uh, just figuring out the best plan of attack to not get seen by enemies. And like, that's, I mean, I've, I've been going that route and I've been, I've been having a, a blast with that build. But this game is just like, you start it and you just lose time. And it, it's just been one of those, you know, I, I go down different side quests. And once I get done with that side quest, I'm like, wait a second. I want more of that. I want, I want to play that game. Instead of doing the main story, I want to, you know, see more about what's behind this door. Um, so, I mean, I, I want to hear other people's opinions and stuff. And I'm, I'm kind of just going in a circle of saying I love the game. Uh, it's, it's interesting, those side quests, they make you make you wait. You like finish a step of a, of a certain person's side quest. And then it's like, all right, wait till they call you. I'm like, no, I want more right now. <laughs> goes into inventory, now. skips time. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't do the time skip. I just move on to something else for a while. Yeah, I think that's a good pace though, because yeah, you could get stuck on doing that side quest and then like you just finish it to completion and then you move on to something else. But it actually makes it kind of feel as if you're organically doing different things. Like you're actually that person and you have to schedule time to do this quest. And then because that person isn't ready for you, you move on to doing something else. Kind of like how you do in real life where you schedule a meeting, you have that meeting and then you move on to like going to an event or, then you know, you play a game or like, you know, it's, it's cool to see that in a video game, but not overly kind of like encumbering on you in your mm-hmm. play style. Yeah, I noticed something weird with like the gigs where in real life it would make no sense that they call you when you happen to be next to the thing they want you to do. <laughs> but in hey, game, it's I'm, very handy. I'm trying to find the satellite. Do you know where it is? Oh, you're standing right next to it? Dope. 
Like in story, it makes no sense that they'd call you then, but like, in gameplay, it's very useful. I won't be like nitpicky, but it's like the future and GPS is sure. the thing we have now. Yeah, but <laughs> if they want you to do something, why would they wait until you get there to tell you they want you to do it? I don't know, man. It's like if we're chilling on the couch, I'm not gonna ask you to get me a drink. But if you're going to the fridge, what? you're a mercenary. They're like, gonna get me a drink. <laughs> you yeah, know? But they also know if that they... you're also a mercenary and like working for other people. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not like, sure. hey, you're exclusive to me. If I give you a task, you got to go do it right now. It's called yeah, manners, Caleb. Thirty hours into this game, when I walk up to a door, surely another mercenary has chanced past this area. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say to uh, Chad's, com- or, you know, your comment about the time uh, is that it has made, and, and I know that it's not related, but it has made me feel when I get the call from somebody that's just like, hey, can you come and help me out with this thing? Like, I need you here now. I drop whatever the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> And I run to that call. And I know it's not going to go away. Like, I know it's not time sensitive. But because of the way that this game plays with, like, the pacing of the time, the second that I get that, I'm just like, oh, I, I got to go help them out. Like, they, I just got the call. They said go help them. So I'm just, I drop wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, and I just go. Yeah, I think that that's kind of good, too, because it kind of corrals you to do certain side quests and stuff like that. Uh, but just to comment on Kayla's comment, um, when you get close to something, I think the sentence usually begins with like, hey, you're near blah, blah, blah right now. Go check out, you know, do this. And so it's like they kind of just think, just because you happen to be there, they're like, you're on everybody's fine, my friends. OK, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think you're really just staring at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends on who's, uh, who's quest line, because I know that the um, the the psycho person that you're right that's exactly how she starts everything and she's like oh i've got reports that there's a psycho active in your area you know like so she's obviously tracking you down but there are other people that are just like hey can you help me find this thing oh you're you're next to it can you just can you bring that to me like it it very much seems disconnected yeah i mean it doesn't bother me much because the the gameplay elements make it smooth because it shows up when you're nearby and whatnot right so it not matching up in story very well doesn't really bother me one thing, I'll, I'll mention one nitpick that super annoys me. When somebody calls you, there's a button to pick up, right? If you don't click that button, it doesn't matter. You still pick up. Yeah, they still pick up. Why? <laughs> if I don't want to answer the phone, I'm not going to answer it. They so hack annoying. your phone, dude. They just hack right, it. Brah. Every time hack I'm right going through somewhere and Delamain calls, and I'm like, yeah, you called me about the same car like four times. I don't want to answer. Man, <laughs> so annoying. And he answers and he talks, and then I can't super jump in the middle of it because... There's a bug where you can't super jump while you're talking on the phone. Is that a I, I bug or is that a choice? The... That's definitely a bug. That's gotta be. No, there, it definitely uh, is not great the amount of times that I'm trying to do something and then I get a phone call and then I'm just trying to like either pick something up, but it's like, you can't do this because you're on a phone call right now. And I was like, I, yeah. I know, but just like, let me grab this thing. Or I have on multiple occasions been in the middle of a conversation with somebody and the phone goes off. And so then I have to like move my cursor away because otherwise I'm answering one conversation when I'm trying to click the other one. And it's just very buggy in that way. And I was like, oh, this is this is nice. The particular combination of not being able to not answer the phone and phone calls messing up a bunch of controls is just, it's not great. Right. There have been many occasions where I've jumped over a fence and like started to do a hostile area for like, you know, the the kill confirm or, you know, 
stealing data, but I like land in front of like three enemies that I could have just like jumped up on the roof above them. But because I couldn't double jump and I answered the phone instead, I'm just like, oh, hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just staring them in the face while you're talking to Delamain. I've I've had that issue where uh, the like call kept going and I was trying to assassinate somebody because I'm right behind them and it won't let me hit the assassinate button because <laughs> I'm still in the call and if I don't literally look away from the person and snap back I still even when the call ends I don't get the option to assassinate them until I literally look away in the the key prompts because right. i was just sitting there spamming the action button and it just wasn't doing anything even the call was over and i was like this is this is great i don't uh, know if this happened to you guys but with the phone calls uh if you get into the fight like if you're not hidden and, and the enemies actually see you yeah you like hang up on them yeah and then you like answer back you're like sorry i put you on hold what's up after you like finish the fight yeah well, i thought yeah, it was pretty combat, just not dialogue Man, I feel like you guys get way more phone calls than I do. I haven't really had any issues with that. Me all the freaking time. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. I don't want to answer right now. I'm busy with something. But no, got to answer anyway. I think, I, you know, my, my opinion of this game uh, in general, uh, I, I agree with Chad. You know, I, I think that this game just got way overhyped and people are always going to be upset with it no matter what. Um, I also think at least my big takeaway from this uh, is something that I've always known about games for forever, which is you can have fun with a game and it still be buggy. Like this game is buggy to shit, and I, you know, it's it has its problems. And I think that because of the fact of how hyped it is and how much in like the cultural zeitgeist and how like people are pushing this game so hard that no one's really blaming the like the game for being as buggy. I mean, I think that there is some blame going around. I'm not going to ignore that. Uh, but I think that a lesser game would have fallen to it already. Because uh, if you look at things like Mass Effect Andromeda or Fallout 76, open world games that are very fun, but got tons of complaints at the start about how fucking buggy it was and everyone was just like oh shit this game's buggy it must suck and they all stopped playing it and i think that's not quite fair and i think that's a thing that i don't hold cyberpunk against and, and i think it's just kind of like hey the game can be both an entertaining thing to play but also as a finished product be a pile of garbage like, that is a thing that exists in the video game world, and it happens a lot, especially with open world games. And so I kind of look at it, and I'm just, you know, the, the reviews and the people saying about how it's buggy and unplayable, and that, you know, it, it's the worst thing ever, and I'm just like, it's literally what video games that are open, you know, like open world games are these days, and it's not that bad, and it's honestly just, if you like it, play it. And if you don't like it, don't try to don't try to you know enjoy it or you know don't try to be that person that's just like well everyone else says i have to like this game so i bought it and i played it and i hate it you know it's just kind of like either like it or don't there 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 might be a distinction between some of those games because this game yeah. it's really buggy but like 98 percent of the bugs are visual bugs that don't really impact the game that much like there's a couple of game breaking bugs that i've experienced but most of the bugs are entirely visual and they don't really matter that much. Whereas some of the other games you mentioned were like they crashed all the time. 
Plus, if we want to talk about Mass Effect Andromeda, the issue isn't that it was buggy. The issue is that it's a piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The issue is that it sucks. Um, And it also seems disingenuous to say, oh, well, the only reason people don't like Fallout 76 is because it's buggy, because everyone loves Skyrim. And that game was so broken during launch that dragons would fly backwards and your armor would be bright purple because <laughs> the textures didn't load again. Yeah. Like they're literally still that's... selling Skyrim today. Yeah, and like it's still buggy. One yeah. of the most beloved games. And yeah, it is. It's still kind of a disaster once you get in there. But I, I, I think that goes to my what my point was of just like there are games that people have like put their flag on as this game is good and therefore people will accept this game as good uh but you know that flag never got stamped into fallout 76 or andromeda and so when the bugs and things showed up people just were like this game's crap and walked away you know like they're like i don't have to like this game because the zeitgeist doesn't tell me i have to like this game so i'm not gonna like it even though they're perfectly fine and fun games and if you can get them for cheap get them for cheap and play them they're they're worth it they're definitely a good time so I, like i was just gonna I, highlight on the on the on the bug issue um mm-hmm. In my mind, there's like one big winner and two big losers for this launch. The winner is is uh, CD Projekt Red's marketing division, only because no one has like marketed a game to the extent at which I mean they sold eight million pre-orders, seventy two percent of which were digital. That's four hundred and eighty million dollars within days of launching their pre-orders in June of what? That was June of two thousand nineteen, I think, right, Alex? And that when you bought yeah. it? Okay. Yep. Half a billion dollars just in pre-orders of just funds, just funds for them to be able to handle things. And then moving forward, you know, we, we got to the point at which they were like, oh, this game has gone gold. Uh, they delayed it a couple of times. They're like, no, we want to make sure it's polished before we launch. And then you launch. And of course, we run into piles of garbage on very specific things. And that's where you get kind of the two losers. Number one being console players, people who pl- do not play on PC. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. cannot imagine what like they're dealing with with this game especially ps4 players like to, i can show to you some videos say, say what? <laughs> i can show you some videos <laughs> to basically Bruh. say look hey we screwed up uh we're offering refunds if you bought it on ps4 and xbox is pretty insane but they've also been holding on to millions and millions of dollars for um what 18 19 months that's that's a lot of money just kind of sitting there i'm sure investing and so i think console players are losers and you know overall cd project red is there, be... there you have it folks aaron thinks console players are losers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in Good this statement. scenario they are the the losers and i think cd project red in general like overarching they're also the losers in this marketing did an excellent job of and you know how that that old saying uh no pr is or bad pr is how's it go no pr is bad pr <laughs> no pr is bad yeah. pr yeah no pr is bad pr and I, even the whole thing with the photo, the one image that got people riled up that we just talked about two weeks ago, all of that still contributed to millions and millions of people pre-ordering this game. And yet, here we are offering all these refunds because it just wasn't ready. Alex sent me a meme, actually, I thought it was hilarious. And it was basically like, oh, you thought we said polished? No, no, no. Polish. We're Polish. <laughs> I think ultimately, it's just a matter of perspective. Because, for instance... If we take this away from the gaming industry and we go to like the music industry, right? There is probably a bunch of people in this, you know, call that just flat out does not like country music. But that doesn't mean country music's bad. That just means that you guys don't like country music. And so if you take this towards cyberpunk, 
Fallout 76, you know, Mass Effect. Maybe there are some games that people just don't like. And then on top of that, it's buggy. And then, you know, Cyberpunk just so happens to be a game that's a kind of fits it all kind of nature. Uh, it's, it's a shooter. People love shooters. Uh, you can play it where you just beat the crap out of people with fists or swords. Uh, you can play it where you hack everybody through cameras, which is really cool. I mean, it's, it's one of those, it's a Skyrim. Like, it's, it's, you can play it however you want. And then people really enjoy it. Like you said, the marketing was really good. And then I think people are pretty accurate. I played 65 hours, and I, I've only had to restart my game because there's been a game-breaking uh, bug like once or twice. Everything else has been like a T-pose out of a car. Uh, there's right. like a visual bug of like uh, Johnny said something and it won't get off my screen. Um, there's I'm inside of Pan Am for some reason. I open the back no, of a truck. That's are. a sense scene. Intended. I open the back of a truck and I got sent flying like a hundred meters back. I didn't die. Oh, that but... happened to me too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... and, and a lot of those are like comical and, and like it's not bad. But there is breaking, but not game breaking. There is That's the what... console side where it's like it's unplayable. Right. And like D- Danny's one of those people who actually bought this game on PS4 and was like texting me the 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 launch day, and he was like, "I can't play this game. Like it looks blurry. Like I keep refocusing my eyes." And I was like, "Dude, this game is fine. What are you talking about?" And then he showed me like footage. Uh, he bought it on PC, and he was like, "Oh, it's just PS4. All right." Yeah. That's why I like. I, I agree. I don't necessarily think it, they're losers in the sense that, like, there was like such a bad delivery for PC. I, don't, I think it was probably fine, mediocre delivery. I mean, that, most of the bugs are visual. There's some weird things with AI that I think are kind of strange with NPCs, but whatever. It also seems like it's probably poorly optimized. But yeah, I think that's the yeah yeah. And then the uh, ports over to console are just a problem. Yeah, I think I think the idea that the the zeitgeist has caused everybody to turn a blind eye and enjoy this game is like completely inaccurate because the entire narrative online everywhere is that this game's awful like yeah. anywhere you go look for any information about this game everybody's just tearing it apart so for a couple of us to actually be enjoying it and then you know the idea to be put forward that it's just because the zeitgeist of society is saying this is okay to like this game is completely inaccurate i think i think that also the the difference is like this game has hundreds of hours of content and is completely playable. Whereas like something like Fallout 76 launched with like basically no content and tons of game breaking crap. I think now it's probably like playable and fine. And plus they've added like a story and stuff. Yeah, I and did just NPCs. Play. Yeah, I was gonna In say. NPC, like they they had nothing in the game. So of course it got, you know, torn to shreds and everybody decided it was not worth playing. Because it launched in such a worse state than even this game. It's yeah. kind of uncomparable. And it's just, for... it's, it's, it's like a different launch. Like they just chose to not have elements. Whereas cyberpunk chose to have elements and it just so happened that the, some of the visuals are off and they didn't perform well with, with uh, console players. Yeah. Whereas... Like the fact that it's kind of unplayable on base versions of consoles is unacceptable, but yeah, that's, that's a big problem. It's, I mean, I, I just, I, I, Two things. One of which I, Alex, I, agree. I think I, I agree. You know, I, you have a very valid point uh, of that. You know, definitely Fallout didn't have a lot of that stuff. It does have it now? They just do that Steel Dawn update a couple of weeks ago, which was uh, a very gray line, uh, especially for a Fallout game. I quite enjoyed it and some more memorable ones. Um, 
but yeah, no, they they did lack that at the start. So so I don't think that you're wrong in that in that aspect. Um, and I also kind of question, uh, and I did speak with Chad about this earlier, of just how how on earth they have been in development of this game for so long and had such a terrible product for the base console. Like, th I mean, that they, is a thing that I do not understand. Just they, ha they haven't really been in development super long for this type of game, though. Like, the... And I saw the discussion on Discord the other day. Like, there's so much misinformation in that discussion. I just couldn't even begin to get into it. But, like, well, the, well, please enlighten us. The, like, it was announced in 2012, eight years. Everybody's like, oh, they had eight years to develop this game. They didn't even put out The Witcher 3 until three years after that. So, there's no way they were touching anything to do with this game. And then a year after that, they finally finished putting out Blood and Wine. So, f that's four years after the announcement of this game. There's no way they're touching any of this game until at least 2016. And then they're starting like pre-production. So you have like four years to make a game. Now, that is a pretty long time. But for a game of this scale, like something like Red Dead 2 took yeah. them like a full eight years of just say, working on that game. Four years seems almost way too short for such a game with this much content. Yeah, so when everybody keeps on coming at it like, oh, you had eight years to make this game. Like, no, they didn't. Like, maybe they made a mistake of announcing that they were going to eventually make this game but <laughs> if if that's the case like i better see people complaining about elder scrolls 6 when it comes out that they had like 10 years to make it because they announced it before they even finished starfield you know don't worry you will you will see that a lot <laughs> guaranteed plus i mean i don't i guess i don't know for sure but they transitioned from a third person fantasy rpg to basically a first person shooter yeah, yeah completely different i feel like there's a like, the fact that people are like, oh, the shooting doesn't look great. I'm like, I mean, yeah, right? Like, guys, these are the Witcher 3 people? Yeah. Not, like, Bungie? Yeah. <laughs> like, they've never done this before. The fact that it turned out as good as it did, I'm, honestly, I'm kind of floored that the shooting turned out as well as it did. Because I was expecting, like, Fallout 3 level, like, yeah, you can shoot the guns. Yeah. <laughs> I was, you can I was expecting, like, acceptable gameplay with amazing story. And yes. I got good gameplay, I think with yeah, amazing I, story i actually i like the gameplay that's been the biggest surprise for me because i was expecting it to kind of be garbage because even the witcher 3 i don't think it has great gameplay i think it has acceptable gameplay yeah but this game i'm actually enjoying the gameplay part of it which is cool okay so i've heard the argument that this game has bad shooting and like personally me i don't think that's true i think it actually has pretty decent shooting if you're trying to play this like a Call of Duty simulator, sure, it's not great. Uh, but also, I haven't been able to determine, even with doing some some like Googling and stuff, aim assist is on by default. I can't tell if that's just for controller or if that's actually for keyboard and mouse. And people have been, I don't know if this is placebo, but people have been claiming that after they turn off the aim assist, the shooting starts to become a little more fluid. Hmm. I do not. I mean, I, don't, I haven't messed with the setting and I have not felt like it was messing with my aim at all i feel like you would notice that pretty yeah. dramatically on with a mouse yeah. yeah my current weapons sights are just off so i have to aim like down and to the right of where the laser sight is yeah i had to i had to go <laughs> in and like there's a thing called like weapon swing or something like that and i had to switch it uh switch it from weapon swing to from camera to the gun which infinitely made that so much better mm. 
because huh. of the fact because I had that same thing of like I would point my cursor towards someone and I was like, okay, this should in theory hit somewhere on them and then when i would pull my gun up and like i held it up you would see my gun just drift to like the left corner of my screen and then i'm like um what like i i you know like even though my my the middle of my screen hasn't changed and nothing's moved you know like the gun has like swayed out and it's no longer hitting the person but then once i put it onto like the weapon sway on the gun uh it, it just worked way better Hmm. Might have to mess with that. Yeah, I, I, I personally I am not a fan of any of the sights in this game. Yeah, I, I think Iron Sight is decent on the revolver I have, but like, and like the sniper sight's good. The sniper sight's fine. But yeah. but the rest that you can attach to your guns—they're all bad so far. So awful. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell what I'm aiming at sometimes, and I'm just like, oh, I got the headshot. I guess there is some that like at the if you notice at like the bottom of the uh like where the gun and the attachment like attach it'll glow a certain color once you're aiming at the person or their health bar will like mm-hmm. show you like where it should, if it doesn't crit hit, like um, go down to. So I've been using that a lot, but yeah, the, the sites need some work. Yeah. I think that's ultimately the narrative here is that they're not done working on this game and uh, you know, it's maybe they should have held off just I think a little bit be- longer like, between a rock and a hard place. Like, Right. You basically you 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 delay again for like a significant period of time and lose all of your goodwill or you put it out in a pretty buggy state that's playable and lose all of your goodwill. <laughs> and one of those two options gets you money. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I honestly think that them releasing it as the way that it is uh is probably the 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 bright call. I don't think that they needed to really um I don't think they needed to you know, delay anymore. It is a playable state on PC. It is a fun state on PC. Yes, there's visual bugs, but it's not too bad. Um, you know, I do think that it a little bit work on uh, you know, the games in general uh, would be a good thing. There are some things that I would have had liked to see them change. Um, not just gameplay wise, but I also think that there's a couple like small things that if they just do like two things uh like you could have a trans character and it would just be so easy for them to implement it because they don't have to do much it's literally just decouple your pronouns from your voice and the next time that you had those voice actors like talking you know like when you had them record just have them do some they thems and you would have nailed it like it is something that is so small that I feel like they could have really nailed, uh, and even just the 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 decoupling of the pronouns to the um, voice, it, it would be a huge step in the right direction. And I think they, they you know it's it's not like they have to remake the game or you know do anything. It's literally just like hey, inside of the game file, instead of this, have it as a a option that it can be this or this oh um, dude it's just a change in the game file i didn't realize it'd be easy <laughs> <laughs> i mean this is an art i mean you're talking like so many lines of dialogue that need to be yeah. updated well, well that's what i'm saying it's like even if just ignoring ignoring the dialogue update one right just the the idea of uh the decoupling the pronouns thing is not anything that you need to update like you already have all of the tracks of when they say he and when they say her like that's already a thing in there. So all you have to do is instead of it being auto picked in the menu, have a menu option of just saying like, "Hey, would you like this pronoun or this pronoun?" and you're done. 
Like that's that's all it is. Like that's I, not a hard I agree thing. that I don't think that would be that difficult to do. Like I understand that having the voice acting uh would be way more difficult and yeah. I think that is a thing that they should have done in production and is not a thing that they can fix now. But it is a thing to look at and just go like, "Hey, next time that you make something like this, do that small little thing while you're producing it. You know, keep that community in mind, keep those people in mind." And you could easily have had that option. I mean, this is, I feel like, the closest that a AAA title has gotten to really having an amount of trans representation. Yeah, I mean, they've done a lot better than anyone else has yet. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they honestly have. They've, they've, they, I don't think that they nailed it, but I do think it's a thing that's just going like, hey, you tried and you got close Next time, whoever, you know, Ubisoft or Bethesda, whoever's, tr you know, doing it next, you know, learn from them and you could be the people that do this and knock it out of the park. Um, let's move on and talk about a couple of uh, news related things, unless somebody else had something to say about Cyberpunk. I feel like we were pretty wrapped up there. We didn't. I don't think we specifically commented on the visuals. Oh, but yeah, go ahead. they're go ahead, go freaking ahead. incredible. And ray tracing is an incredible technology. Man, <laughs> this is the first game that I like. We made a joke before this game came out, like who would use photo mode? And I was all on board with haha, who would use photo mode? And, <laughs> and it turns out me, you. it turns yeah. out me, I use it because there's so many spots in this game where I just see something and I'm just kind of awestruck by the way it looks and I have to hit the button and take a screenshot. And I've been putting those in the, in the discord so everybody can go to the discord and see them in the, in the media channel. Yeah, but I mean, you're making fucking wallpapers over there, dude. Like, I'm it's... I'm literally using one of my screenshots as my wallpaper now. Like it's <laughs> that good. <laughs> and and I th I think that the other thing is, you know, like you have the the rig to do that. Yeah, and I'm lucky you, enough to have a really you, strong computer. So I was gonna say, even if you don't, uh, it's still pretty. You know, like I I do not have any fancy graphics card inside of my computer uh you know i most of my settings are on the low end uh, as i'm playing through this uh and i'm still looking at it going this is a very pretty game this is a very pretty world you mm -hmm. know like i'm still enjoying it and like even though that i've got like 8-bit texture graphics on the stickers and things and uh you know some of it doesn't look great you know i still understand like the just the color patterns and the like themes of the different areas i was like Wow, they they really like going from the different parts of the town and the change of the architecture and the lighting and the colors is a very interesting thing of that you can tell where you're at. And I was like, that's 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 good. Like that's good like uh, environment design. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. two things just to say about uh, uh, visuals. Number one, this game, the water neon and cityscape is a hundred percent giving me blade runner 1997 blade runner <laughs> vibes yeah like that's all i think about when i see city like your shots that you post in the discord oh my gosh that's like all i can think about I'm like, oh, i really want to re-release -re that game now um ready to play they, <laughs> they specifically try to rip off uh the what's the new blade runner movie 20 whatever 27 2049 because I want to say 2077 at this 20, point. 60, 60, <laughs> Blade Runner 2049. They specifically rip off like a bunch of visuals from that movie. I think yeah. down some to like aesthetics. some of like the grungy like green like mm -hmm. overlay that they get sometimes. I mean, mm -hmm. there there literally is one of like the little perk things is like uh, the character outline from uh, of uh, Harrison Ford from the OG 
Blade Runner. Like you look at it and it's it's the cover art from the movie and you're like, "Oh, that's that's literally Blade Runner right there." <laughs> uh the other thing I was going to say is uh, only two games have ever made it, made me want to get a good graphics card. This game because my graphics card will not run ray tracing very well on this game and I feel like it would look beautiful with a very powerful graphics card and control. <laughs> yeah. Those those two games specifically Playing them, I'm like, I need a better rig. So I hope that they have some sort of ridiculous partnership with NVIDIA where they're like, hey, we're going to sell a lot of this game and you're gonna bu- your, people are going to buy your graphics cards because they're going to want this to look like beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I will say DLSS does incredible heavy lifting in this game. Yeah, it just, seems ridiculous. Just like ratchet that up some and you can pretty much run it at any settings. Um. The the ray tracing stuff is just insane. I think this is like probably the most noticeable difference between ray tracing off and ray tracing on that I've seen, even over control. Even over control, man. Yeah. There's so many light sources in this game everywhere all the time, and they yeah. all cast colored their own colored light everywhere, and it blends so well. And the reflections, it's it's incredible. Talking about light and directions and stuff, when you're coming out of a tunnel. Are you blinded like the entire oh, time yeah. until you're finally out? Yeah, it like yeah. simulates the iris adapting or whatever. Okay. But unfortunately, was... it also will do that occasionally when you're driving. So <laughs> right. if you enter into a car and you go into first person mode, it will do the same thing so you can't well, your see first out, mistake? out of the car. <laughs> yeah. It, it only happened on one specific car out of all of the ones that I've driven, but it was really annoying because every time I would like I got I got in the car and I was in first person mode and like I could not see out of it because it was just blinding light. But then when I would like toggle into third person and then go back, it would be fine for a minute as it got brighter. And I was like, oh, this is bad. It was definitely a bug, but it was just an interesting thing of just being like, oh, man, like this is it is cool that this game does that. It is sad that I'm experiencing it in this way. Yeah, I didn't know okay, if that so was a, a bug or, or whatnot, but that's all I'll say about that. Uh, let's move on to a couple things uh, news related uh, world. Uh, first and foremost, PAX made an announcement, I believe, last week. Uh, that they are announcing their 2021 dates finally. Oh, it was December 4th was the actual announcement date. Um, why, why are we repeating stuff, Aaron? You're just going to drop this in, right? <laughs> oh, conversation shoot, earlier. That's right. Shoot. All right. All right. Shoot. We'll move on. Shoot. All right. Okay, fine. I'm going to drop it in. Do you want me to drop it in? I'll drop it in, Alex, if that's what you want. <laughs> no. no. I want you to jack in. <laughs> uh, PAX East moved back to June this year, so it'll be a nice sweaty time in Boston. Uh, PAX West, PAX Oz, still happening. PAX Unplugged, December 10th through the 12th. Uh, so basically around the same time frame. Interestingly enough, no PAX South, but also interestingly enough, mm. no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking God, I'm taking that to the South. God, this just in. Aaron doesn't like console players and he doesn't care about PAX South. Yeah. <laughs> That's where all the console players go. I, I bet the people that live close enough to where they wouldn't have to book a room are really upset that PAX South is not happening. <laughs> well, sucks to suck. Man, but, PAX East in summer is going to be terrible. Boston's yeah. not that hot. It's hot. Yeah, it's not the, that hot. The Expo Center is hot in winter. <laughs> yeah. It's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess no. that's true. You guys better be buy like, like bags of deodorant and just hand them out. Yeah. <laughs> just hang them around your nose. <laughs> you just deodorize <laughs> your nose holes to where you yeah. just smell that oh. the entire time. Yeah. Do you, you think, think they're going to have somebody... 
like standing at the escalator with like more of those uh, wipes, just wiping down the handrails again so that no one gets sick at all, period, whatsoever. Even just like a cold. Doubt it. Yeah. I, I mean, I bet they take similar precautions still. I yeah. hope they do. It I depends was really, on what I was really happy the country that looks like. No one got sick, period. I feel like every year somehow someone gets sick. Granted, this year they took extra precaution because of COVID, but that would be nice if they just took those precautions every year and always cleaned the controllers, always cleaned the keyboards and the headsets and the handrails walking up and down the escalators. That would be nice. Let me just keep germs out. Uh, Other things news related. um, Let's talk a little bit about uh, DMCA and what's going on with uh, Twitch streamers recently. Yes. Oh, and they cry Andromeda? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so exactly. excited. It's got a lot of bugs. Tons of <laughs> bugs. <That's not> right. <laughs> and like no story. <clears throat> so uh, I was just doing my daily YouTube rabbit hole binge and I came across uh, Critical who put out a video actually yesterday speaking on this topic and there's actually a hashtag that's trending right now called Stop DMCA because there is a bill that's going to try to be passed here, and it's a quote-unquote must-pass bill, um, omnibus, and it's a spending bill, but they snuck in, and by they, I mean uh, Tom T- uh, Tillis. Yep, he, Tom Tillis. You know, that, that nice senator. Uh, From North t- Carolina. Tossed in a little thing that was like, hey, uh, so you know how there's music, and you know how, like, Twitch DMCA strikes? People who use music or like accidentally has music playing in the background or with cyberpunk how they said that there's a copyright free you know little button that they could hit but then there's still some songs that you get dmca struck by uh yeah let's take those uh streamers who get struck and we're just gonna throw them in jail because it's now a, f- a felony charge felony charge yep uh and so this bill the was a there was a deadline of december 11th uh but they actually pushed that back to december 18th and that's why uh, this this topic is kind of brought back up, and you know people are trying to speak out against it again because it's uh it's really a uh, really not great. Insane, I think. Yeah. insane is what you're insane. saying. Insane. I mean, so- it's it is honestly just Tom trying to gain more power. Uh, for for those that don't know, he has been appointed for the next six years. Uh, he he will be the acting head of basically like the copyright infringement group of the dmca so like he's the guy that's gonna everything's gonna go to when there's some level of infringement on intellectual property inside of the united states and so this just is gonna give him more of a ban hammer and some more power of being able to be like ah well you try to infringe on people's you know their music uh their music creativity and therefore i'm gonna throw your ass in jail because i don't like you um like that's all this fucking thing is is him just grasping for power uh to be a dick and it will screw over a lot of people um from the things that I've read about this and seen, uh, apparently he has such little idea of what the fuck DMCA actually is or any of the literature inside of it. Whereas YouTubers and Twitch streamers and the people that are affected by this seem extremely well-versed because they're trying to not get hit by it already. And now they're really not going to get hit by that because they don't want to go to jail. Right. 
like it it is just like such a weird thing of seeing this old man that just obviously doesn't have a clue what the fuck he's talking about and a bunch of young people being like for the love of god do not pass this i think you literally just described politics owen yeah i honestly <laughs> did <laughs> Uh, also, we should talk a little bit about uh, WoW Shadowlands becoming the fastest-selling PC game of all time. Yeah, so with an let asterisk. Me, let me just click into this link real quick. Uh, I forget how I stumbled across this, but I thought it was kind of ridiculous because you think World of Warcraft should be like by now losing popularity because of how long it's been out, and you know the the gamers who play this are like diehard fans, and you know people every once in a while getting into it, but nope. World of Warcraft Shadowlands becomes fastest selling PC game of all time. Activision Blizzard announced in a press release, World of Warcraft Shadowlands has become the fastest selling PC game of all time. Uh, so that was on November 23rd. The expansion sold over 3.7 million copies, breaking the previous record set by Diablo 3 at 3.5 million. Uh, and then 3.3 million copies of Legion. So, I mean, this is like, you just talked about how Cyberpunk sold 8 point something million. What was that? Dollars or copies or what? What was that? Uh, that that's eight total. What's important to note is that they sold four point seven on day one. So I think technically they did beat. Right. Okay, but that is PS4, Xbox One, and PC. This is just PC. No, that's PC only. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. They so sold, I mean, when this article sold... came out, like it was, it was probably the fastest. Ch- then Cyberpunk came. Change immediately <laughs> within a month. Yeah, it did. Within... It, it, like this is it, this does this article for Forbes actually does talk about how specifically both games launched within uh, months of each other and were the the uh, fastest selling PC games of all time. Two of the fastest selling PC games of all time sold uh, launched within months of another. One uh, of Cy- Cyberpunk did break the record on Steam for most concurrent uh, players for single player game. Wow, it's number four overall. All the ones above it are all multiplayer only games. And they also paid off the entire development cost of the game and the marketing budget on like with pre-order money. <laughs> kind of hilarious that I scrolled uh, down. The first comment in this thread is pretty sure this record was short-lived by Cyberpunk right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and then yep. there's another guy that goes doubtful. Cyberpunk is a multi-platform launch, and then he eats his words. Yeah. <laughs> so all those refunds Yikes. come through. Let's also talk for a second here about uh, some big Disney announcements over this past week. P- pretty much like everything that we were anticipating or wanted, plus more, got announced, which is exciting. Both yeah. in Marvel Realm and Star Wars Realm, Lucasfilm Realm. Uh, high School Musical Realm. Oh my gosh, Alex. No one <laughs> is excited <laughs> about High School Musical. Alex high School Musical, the musical, the series, the holiday special came out. Thank you very much. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. Why is that the name of a thing? Much. How it is. I mean, yeah, like basically, yeah, I, that, that Thursday night was insane uh, on multiple counts. I think the first thing to take away that I would like to preface all of this with is just that Disney owns way too much shit. Yeah, like, they own a lot. It was honestly scary because they were talking about all of these things in all of their different, you know, pockets of things that they own of what's being released. And when you see the absolute breadth of entertainment that is under their control, it is just like, oh, this is scary. Like the things that they're saying are making me very happy and excited because they're announcing a lot of cool new stuff that I'll get into in a second. But it was also just like, hmm. 
this is a lot. Like, the fact yeah. that, like, you know, they're going through and they're like, here's the stuff from Disney and Pixar and Marvel and Star Wars and Hulu and ESPN and FX and Fox. And you're just like, wait a second. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at some point you, like, stop and you are just like, oh, wow, they own everything. Um, And, I mean, it was, like, they, they just went all out with, you know, their announcements of just... Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that we did know that were already coming. Uh, you know, like uh, we knew that Guardians three and Captain Marvel two, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Like this is all stuff that we knew that was on its way. Uh, but then they were dropping stuff that they were just like, oh, um, yo, you liked Don Cheadle? We're giving him a movie. It's Armor Wars. Uh, oh, uh, Secret Invasion. We're doing that too. Uh, you know, Fantastic Four, you knew we'd do it eventually. It's coming around the corner. Like, <laughs> Will uh, they ever nail that one? Doubt it. Doubt, doubt it. it. They had an all-star cast for the last one, and they blew it. <laughs> blew yeah. it. Like, it was it was just an insane amount of stuff. A lot of it was, like, you know, they... they you know, they pointed out directly, this is going straight to Disney+. Plus. This is going straight to Disney+. Plus. Uh, and I'm wondering how much of that is because of covid and the theaters being all uh you know locked up but some of it looks like it's going to be you know disney plus is going to be the perfect home for a lot of these things um a lot of them are you know they're doing a lot of tv series uh or mini series so you've got things uh like that are that are going to happen um and also just the you know as a star wars fan um them just being like, oh yeah, you know, Rogue Squadron? Remember that? Yeah, we're doing a movie on that. Oh yeah, Ahsoka? Yep, she's getting her own fucking series. You know, Cassie and Andor? We've been saying it for a while now. He's getting his own series. And I'm just like, yes, this is just, this is great. Give this to me. I like, you know, uh, it, it just seems fantastic. Uh, Star Wars Visions, which is going to be j- them working with uh, classic Japanese uh, anime creators and studios to tell Star Wars stories, just sounds awesome. Like, I cannot wait to see what them and, like, Studio Ghibli can pull off together. Like, that just sounds dope as fuck. You also no. haven't even mentioned the most important part, which is that Hayden Christensen got is going to star in a film again. <laughs> there yes, it is. In is a jumper role that too? we don't get to see him in, <laughs> and a voice we two. don't get to hear. Ah! Oh gosh, Jumper Two. That's jumper good, Two. Chad. That's good, Chad. Yeah. Hey, he was in a he was in that, that movie rom-com. where he was supposed to be like twenty something, but he's like almost forty. Yeah. yeah, with Emma Roberts. Yeah, what a good movie. Little Italy or something. Like that. <laughs> little Italy. Yep. Pretty good movie. <laughs> Uh, I know two weeks one of ago those... when we were talking about how it was weird that Warner Brothers was partnering with HBO Max and putting all of their movies on HBO Max. And yeah, here we are talking about literally everything that's going straight to Disney Plus. Uh, it makes sense now. What I yeah. think wasn't one of those new series also going to be run by John Favreau. I don't, right. me- I don't remember which one. I would be all of them. Most of them. Just be John Favreau. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say I'm sure that John Favreau will have his finger. Uh, him and uh, um, Filoni will. Oh, have... it's uh, Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say between Rangers and uh, Ahsoka because both of them are spinoffs of Mando. I, th- I, you know, I definitely think that they're gonna have their fingers in that. I hope that Dave Filoni is is consulted in pretty much all of these things from start to. Finish. Oh, and Ahsoka, both of them. Okay. Yeah, they're they're both uh. 
they're both spin-offs since she pops up in the new series. Spoiler alert. She's in the recent season. Wow, thanks, Owen. Thanks, hey, it was like Owen. four episodes ago. I know, so I'm joking. Mm. I'm joking. Uh, uh, they're also doing a price increase, I believe. Yeah. They're on Disney Plus. A dollar. A dollar. Yeah, a dollar's not bad. I was gonna say a dollar right. for all this shit. Yeah. I mean, Netflix also recently had a price increase, right? Mm, not too. Not I think too it's recently. happening. I got a I got a message when I logged in and I said I was gonna boost up to seventeen. Change nine. again. Netflix does it like maybe once a year, once every other year, or something like that. Yeah, getting that extra dollar. Out of later, you're gonna be paying thirty bucks. Yep. And then Slowly Cox make is gonna normal. come in and bundle all the services and put them in a package. <laughs> it feels like Disney's doing that. They, they're yeah. They're doing like what are they doing like ESPN and Hulu. is it Hulu? Yeah, it's ESPN, Hulu, and Disney Plus all bundled together for. They're just gonna keep price. on adding stuff. I'm sure that they will. I mean, they fucking own everything. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> I, I Guys, mean, we also can't forget about Peacock. I mean, I know that they're right now <laughs> not in the lead, but are they even in the running? CBS <laughs> All Access. Don't forget about that. Oh too. shoot! CBS, CBS All, all Access. access. Yeah. Gosh. Got discovery they're winning i think my fa- most favorite thing recently after the all the movies were announced that i've seen on the internet uh was a little skit of the ceo or creative director deciding which movies were going to be next and uh he was having a conversation with like his uh underling and then an intern walks in when the intern walks in he like trips and dumps out all the comic books on the floor and the creative director picks him up and goes what's all this he's like oh those are those are just my comic books he's like run it 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 i'm pretty sure that their entire like process at disney right now is just if you have an idea we will fund it yeah like towards the end of the the video the guy's like all right i have this idea and he goes all right tell me and i don't got all day he's like all right buzz Lightyear, run it it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> run it. <laughs> I, I mean, like, yeah, like, just looking at all of the crazy stuff that is just like, oh, yeah, we're getting a, a Rescue Rangers reboot with John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Why? Why is this happening? Why are we getting a Pinocchio live action movie starring Tom Hanks? Is he Pinocchio? He's old as shit. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to lie, though. I'm for it because I feel like there has been a drought on like flicks to watch recently like i have gone upstairs on multiple occasions to my new tv and sat down and been like what do i watch and i just don't want to nothing i i agree with you like i have had that same thing of you know i've been sitting there with allison i'm just like okay well you know we're we're done watching um the queen's gambit so now what are we gonna watch exactly let me tell you about the worst feature invented ever and that's netflix's play something the other night, I sat around for 35 <laughs> minutes just clicking right to play something. It's awful. I don't want it. Get rid of it. I think the best feature is when it just like slowly fades into the thing and you don't even realize you're watching a show now. <laughs> just forces you to start. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I'm watching this. Well, I guess I can't quit now. <laughs> Multiple occasions where it's just got into it. I was like, dang it. This is going to show up on my continue watching. <laughs> I hate that too. I want to yeah. be able to delete. Get off here. So in a... October, on October 3rd, they reported that they had 73.7 million paid subscribers for Disney+. Plus. And then on December 2nd, they reported that they had 86.8 million paid subscribers. Holy crap. An increase of 13.1 million. I guess so that, run it worked. That's like pretty darn close to 90 million, which was their 
projected subscribers for after year four of the service originally. So that's 86 million subscribers is $1.2 billion a month. (laughs) (laughs) Cause they're like almost 15 bucks, right? Am I crazy? I don't, I have no idea. What, how much is Disney plus? Uh, I think Disney plus is like eight, nine bucks. It's yeah, it's it's pretty cheap. Yeah, it's it's very cheap because there's not a lot of content on it right now. But I can easily see after that entire meeting they just had. Okay, that's gonna go up very fast. You can pay six ninety nine a month, or you can pay sixty nine ninety nine a year. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Nice. Lots of things in production for Disney. Also in production, Tom Cruise was working on a movie recently and exploded on some people. Should probably talk about that for a second. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys heard the audio, uh, but I, I saw like the headline of like Tom Cruise flips out on cast of Mission Impossible, and I was like, oh god, this is gonna be another one of those things. And I listened to it. Uh, he's not wrong. I mean, basically, <laughs> like there were apparently people that were not following the COVID guidelines on set, um, and were putting people at risk on set. Uh, And Tom went off on them about how that's not okay, uh, and how he was putting, you know, that their actions were putting the production at risk, they were putting people's lives at risk, they were putting their livelihoods at risk, because currently, like, this is one of the, you, you know... Some, you know, an outbreak of COVID inside of any, like this would send everybody home and then people aren't getting paychecks and you know there goes your your lighting rig people and your script writer you know like all of these people now don't have jobs because they have to sit at home for two weeks and then they can't make bill payments and it's already been a rough time for them because the entire you know system shut down for so long and so like yeah he was really angry but at the same time I'm just like you know he's right like ah. Uh. But by, but, by but, doing this shit, you are literally, you know, putting at risk the ability of people to make money at their livelihoods and also, you know, be able to have lives in general and their health. But uh, my favorite part of this, Yahoo published an article, and I never read Yahoo, but Derek would be super proud because for some reason he reads Yahoo all the time. Uh, they have an article and it's titled, Leah Ramini calls Tom Cruise's rant psychotic, claims Scientologists don't, quote, believe in COVID-19. Oh. Which... I think it's actually pretty spot on and quite funny. What a good, what a good comment back to How him. dare, how dare you get mad? You're not <laughs> supposed to believe in this. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> it's really good. Last but not least in uh, news realm for, especially for uh, TV related things, Stranger Things, if you have not watched it, first of all, just go watch it. It's excellent. It's very well done. Also, in the first season, there's some D&D that's played. Um, and now it sounds like that the cast is going to be playing D&D for real. And then you can also go watch them play D&D for real. Yeah. Tomorrow night. Uh, or, you know, tonight, I guess. Uh, depending on when you're <laughs> listening to this. Uh, there is a special of the Stranger Things cast uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons together. Uh, and so they're doing a one shot. They apparently filmed it in three days. Uh, and... If you want to have a little bit more Stranger Things in your life uh, and maybe, you know, see some famous people play some D&D, uh, it's out. It seems kind of neat. Uh, I just wanted to point it out because 
this is a thing that keeps happening that famous people just randomly think oh hey wouldn't it be fun if like we played dungeons and dragons ha 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 uh and yes yes it would be fun please continue doing this i i until i see uh dame judy dench playing D on youtube because i know that she is a player she does actively play while she's on set I like you know we gotta get to that point that that just, you know D and D and Dame Judy Dench synonymous like let's get there. When does D and D season four come out? <laughs> Did you say when does D and D season four? Uh, come out? Things. <laughs> there was a lot of D and D in that <laughs> conversation. <laughs> no, D and D season four uh, was supposed to come out this past October, but because of COVID been production delays, so now it's some point in twenty twenty one. I don't know. Yeah, sure. That's D and D season four. Has Make everybody sure here seen the Stranger Things pinned tweet titled From Russia with Love? No. It's already a movie. Nice try, Stranger <laughs> Things. <laughs> you can't Ooh. trick us. Alright, well one, if you want no spoilers, do not watch it. Oh. At all. I am pissed I watched it. <laughs> wow. Uh and then yeah too i just i don't think they should have tweeted it out well it's there now no taking it back yeah it's been there since february 14th i know this is like an old news kind of thing but i watched it then and i watched it again and i'm still mad <laughs> <laughs> you didn't learn from the first time i did not learn from the first time my friend john need to be like my friend from college who like literally we'd go watch a movie and he just wouldn't enter the theater until all of the trailers were done gotta text him be like all right everything's gone <laughs> Still one trailer left. See, like, I, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're the worst. I'm okay with trailers. I, I think the way trailers are produced nowadays gives away way too much information. It definitely does. And I believe like there's a it's just this gives away too much information. And it's it's just it's it spoils something that I feel like should have been organic. There you go. Comment commentary on a trailer from <laughs> so freaking long ago for a season that's been out forever well the season's not out yet yeah that's not out yet oh Soon. i thought i thought that was for season three no 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 this is for the next season that's what i'm saying still D&D do not go watch season it four, alex, okay, yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. D&D season four alex so anyway games yeah <laughs> okay, D season four let's talk about two big things big big things in games first of all GTA 5. I'm sure no one has ever heard of this game. It's cool. Um, What's that new PS5 PS5 game? Oh, it is. That's right. It's a PS5 game. PS5 game. Uh, Exclusive. For the first time ever, they have added content to the game in the form of an extra space, a map expansion, a real DLC to actually play GTA in a different area, which is kind of crazy. The Cayo Perico heist update, also part of it, supposedly the biggest heist they've ever released. I don't know how it compares to Doomsday, which never actually finished, but seems pretty neat. I don't even know who this was. Was this you, Owen? This is me. Yeah. I I just, you know, the fact that this game has been out for so long, and they're still putting out content for it. Still making them money. Yeah, Yeah, where is GTA 6 is my question. Dude, there's no reason for them to do that. I understand that, but <laughs> I'm done with five. Like, I want to move on. I want to get, you know, a fresh account, although I already have one because I hacked GTA 5 and lost my other account. <laughs> did you Did you guys see that they recently put out Red Dead Online as a separate thing for $5? Yeah. 
No. Yeah. But that's rough considering the state of Red Dead Online. I know that me like I know the fact uh, when I look on like the Reddit pages of how much love that GTA Online is getting and how like just Red Dead Online just gets shit on all the time like they're always just like oh yeah so we made some like this new update we added this new thing there's now a casino we built an island there's all these new cars look at all these cool guns and like clothing and things that we put into it and then like red dead they're just like hey you guys want some bullets we'll give you some bullets uh but yeah i mean it i just was thinking that a it's amazing to me that they're still adding new shit for uh gta 5 eventually we'll get gta 6 and hopefully the online Dude, get won't out be, of here that's uh, never happening <laughs> they're gonna be launching the xbox series x series y series x and it will still be gta 5 uh yeah i mean i who's who's been selling things longer is it gta 5 or skyrim which one are we at at this point i mean probably still skyrim probably oh. Skyrim's definitely on but more Skyrim... consoles, but I'm wondering if GTA has been doing it for a longer period. I mean, GTA 5 was released in 2013. Skyrim was released 11, 11, 11. So, oh, yeah, right. 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 Okay. So, so, but also, know... Skyrim doesn't have crazy microtransactions that is constantly feeding them money. So, yeah. That's true. That's true. But they, they just managed to sell the... the horse armor. That's right. Just like they Todd wanted to. Just <laughs> reselling it on every single platform possible. You can go play Skyrim on your Samsung refrigerator at this point. I, I, I will note uh, before we get off of the topic of GTA that they did tweet out uh, a. It was like a GPS location or something like that. And people like figured out where it was. And it's some trail in the middle of West Virginia. And, you know, like if you look at it and turn the map just right, it looks like a six. And so people were like losing their damn minds of being like, is this them announcing GTA six? And I was like, well, is it an announcement if we already know it's coming? Like, we know they're making this. They've already said they're making GTA 6. So is this really an announcement for this? Is this really a thing? Or is they just, like, fucking with people? Because I feel like it's just them fucking with people. I hope like, this is just, like, not like it's not like that. Like, it's like Bungie announcing that they're going to do Destiny 3 and then being like, oh, you know what? Never mind. We're going to put all that content <laughs> in Destiny 2, but we're going to take away some of the stuff you already have. Oh, no. I think that's a good strategy, honestly. GTA can totally get away with it. Sounds as ludicrous as Tom Cruise believing in coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least in game section, we just talk a little bit about the Game Awards. Primarily the fact that if you look at any of the awards, other than things that are very, very, very specific, like Best Indie Game, it's pretty much just Last of Us Part 2 everywhere. <laughs> it's actually quite incredible. Game yeah. of the Year, Best Game Direction, Best Narrative... Uh, best audio design, best performance. There's a lot of Last of Us Part Two in here. Would you say this is the last of Game Awards? Ha! Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Is oh, you actually this? not wrong. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I so <laughs> I hold different opinions from the rest of the group. In that I think the Last of Us Part Two is pretty incredible and deserves it. So there you go. It definitely oh. doesn't deserve all the ones that it won. It's a lot. Which one does it not deserve? Probably sound design. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, thank Best you, audio Chad. design. <laughs> audio design doesn't really deserve. Oh, Best, best Ongoing was No Man? Audio it's... design 
What what would you put from these nominees? What would you put it above it? Because I don't see it. Alex is for sure above it. Mm. Alex's audio design is really really good. Okay, I'll give you a a hard maybe on that one. (laughs) Also, best performance is Abby. Okay, yeah. I I said Last of Us Part Two deserved it, but I think it should have been Ellie, not Abby, in that particular. (laughs) I'm very excited that. Hades won best indie. Yeah, I did. I it did seems weird that. to me. Did it have much competition? Qualifies as an indie game. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's there's a best debut game category now, which is nice because that's like mm-hmm. the real indie category now. Yep. Sure. So that's fun. I I did note that uh, Among Us won best multiplayer. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. What is that? So which felt... they won. It won best multiplayer game in 2020. Yeah, which felt like interesting because I was like, "Well, it's been out for a couple of years, but I'm not saying it's not a good multiplayer game." They just don't stick to the strict format they, of it has to be coming out this year, and it they can't just kind of do whatever. <laughs> just kind of do whatever, yeah. like willy nilly. Like they gave they gave like Hades best indie because it came out. It actually came out this year instead of being out in early access, and they gave. Best debut to Phasmophobia, which is just a game that came out in early access this year. So, like, if Phasmophobia comes out of early access and does again. really well, do, does it's it like? Do it works. Does it just smart? <laughs> like, I don't. What is their rule set? They just do whatever they want. Coincidentally, the best multiplayer game is Among Us, and Valkyrie is the content creator of the year who basically like only plays Among Us. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which, if I had to choose from this list, it would definitely be Nick, Nick Merckx or Tim the Tatman. Probably Tim the Tatman because he's just a ball of energy and also is dumb as bricks and is like <laughs> hilarious for it. <laughs> uh, dumb as bricks. I also think they have way too many esports categories on here. Yeah. yeah. Esports announcer, esports esports event, esports coach, esports athlete. There's a lot. There's a lot of esports things. I mean, I'm glad that esports are getting recognitions for things, but also I do agree. I think it's a lot. They also like do really strange stuff. Like me and Caleb were talking about this the other day. They have a category called best sim slash strategy, and Microsoft Flight Simulator run- won that. But it's up against like XCOM. Like, how are those games yes. comparable? Yeah, <laughs> dude. Okay, forget about that. What about the one right below that? Best sports slash racing. Yeah, and Tony like racing Hawk's games. Pro Skater One and Two. <laughs> Hell yeah. How, how is that good. either of those things? Like, I don't know. I guess skateboarding is a sport. Wow. Sure. But when you say, hey, do you want to play a sports video game? I don't think of Tony no, no, Hawk. No, no, no. The next time you want to play that game, you ask somebody, you go, hey, do you want to play a sports slash racing game? Because I know the best one. You don't, you don't think bombing hills is racing? Yeah, come on, man. It's also it- not even like, like, it's a... It's two games, first of <laughs> yeah. all, and they came out forever ago. One and two. Very confusing. Yeah. Very okay, confusing. This, so the, that's the good, the, the major point there is this is a remake. This has been out forever ago. Yeah. So how is this yeah. even in, in like competition with the games? that That's so bad. Well, didn't Resi 3 is up for some of them, right? Mm-hmm. Resi 3, I think Resi 2 and 3 are kind of in the same area as the remake of Final Fantasy. Yeah, that they're so like different. they're like basically completely different games that use the same storyline. Can we also talk about how for some reason Destiny 2 is even up for best community support 
when they scrapped half of the content that they made. They support the community so (laughs) well. They're still making stuff. Oh, that's cool. But when you get rid of all the stuff that we paid for, mm, (laughs) I don't know. Fortnite shouldn't even exist up on that category. Fortnite shouldn't exist in like any category. (laughs) (laughs) They should have a category called best Fortnite and then Fortnite can win it. What do you think, Chad? Mm. Uh, no, I would go with Roblox. (laughs) (laughs) I like how the fighting category, they had to really struggle to even fill it out. Like they throw the one punch man game in there. (laughs) What do we put in here, guys? They should have one punch man. Because isn't there like a version of one punch man where you can just play as one punch man and beat everybody in one punch? Yeah, I think it's that game. It would be weird if there were two One Punch Man. But I thought you played. Out. I thought you could play as, like, because isn't the way the game plays is like you don't necessarily play as him, and he just like you have to fight long enough for him to show up. Isn't that how that yeah, works? Yeah, I vaguely remember something about that. Like you don't actually play as One Punch Man. You play as another character, and you just have to survive long enough for him to show up, and then One Punch everyone. Yeah. For those of you cringing at Saitama, by the way. <laughs> oh, sorry, Saitama. Sorry, but, uh, my bad. Whatever. I also, best esports game. I'm very sad that Riot had to put out another esports title, and so Dota doesn't get shown up here anymore. It's really like dumb. they took over two Instead of the slots. They have two slots, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's all right. Dota should be where Fortnite is because Fortnite's not an esport. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, people play and they win money. Listen, Chad. you cannot update your game the day of the event and put a mythic weapon that literally one shots people and breaks every single build which is the main mechanic in the game and say yeah we're an esport that's true i know this is like a year or two ago but like gosh and they still do things like that you see you seem a little upset about it Chad. well i used to like semi-compete in fortnite like on a on an average level average Joe's and level. and like it just frustrates me that I put like so much time and effort in that game, and then they were just like, "Ah, community wants this. We feel this is the direction that it needs to be going in." <laughs> and that's every one of their posts. We feel the mythic weapons are going to be a thing in this game. We feel that. Just fill in the blank with some just bullcrappery. Final Mouse is the best way <laughs> to get outside. They're making a game. I know. I'm. Let's not even talk about that. Let's move on to other things like film. Songbird. Alex. Yeah. Watch I just, this. I just wanted to bring this movie up because be good. This you watched it. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's not a good movie. I don't. I don't know. It's a movie <laughs> that I somebody like me would like. I think. It's basically a, a romance set in an action film. Um, but I thought this was interesting to bring up because. This is a movie about COVID-19. Really? It yeah. is. Uh, takes place in 2024 when COVID-19 has mutated to COVID-23. <laughs> I'm uh, like laughing, but also hyperventilating. <laughs> and the world has been in lockdown for the last four years. And nobody's allowed, like it's full martial law. Nobody's allowed to leave their residence. Uh, there's like 0.2% of the population is immune. And so the story centers around one dude that's immune and he's works as a courier to like deliver stuff to people because he can actually move around outside. And uh, I don't know. It's a pretty not great movie, but I enjoyed it. Because Alexandra Didario is <laughs> in it. That's why you She is in it. it and she does have a sexy scene. So there you go. 
Boom. <laughs> so is but, it? It sounds kind of like a strand type movie. It's a strand type <laughs> movie. Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> um, well said. Um. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting because if you look at the wiki for this movie. Apparently on March 14th of 2020, the director got a call from somebody with the idea for a movie based on COVID-19 and somehow they like wrote, produced, filmed, edited, and put out this movie on December Dude, 11th. I'll tell you somehow, during the, the pandemic. somehow is they have an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's somehow right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh. producer Michael Bay, there was, there was nearly not enough explosions for that name. Correct. Michael Bay, really? (laughs) (laughs) I just can't. I can't believe they got this movie out so fast. It's insane. So I we're still in the pandemic, and they're like, "Yeah, let's put a movie out about the pandemic." I had seen. It's like not even like a documentary. It's like an action movie with some romance in it. It's completely like tone deaf to what's (laughs) going on in the world. So I I find out a lot of news because I browse TikTok. And TikTok keeps me on oh, mainstream yeah. stuff. And so this popped up and the comment section was just like, this is so insensitive. People <laughs> are dying and you're going to put this movie. And I thought it was supposed to come out next year. Uh, and so when I saw it on, uh, you know, the, the media server there, I was like, oh, th- oh, it's out. This is weird. Why is it out in 2020? We're still in the pandemic. And Caitlin watched it. She thought, she thought it was pretty good. I mean, yeah, alternatively... Alternatively, if you don't want to watch that, you could go watch uh, Peppermint, which is now on on Netflix, which also has a twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So, if you really want to just like, that also about the COVID, value, no, 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 Peppermint's like uh, it's, it's a um, bad movie. Jennifer Garner's uh, Taken. Oh, Jennifer Garner's Taken. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's the, like a, it's like a, it's, it's like, like a, an it's a flex on Liam movie. Neeson's Taken, oh but just better. That's <laughs> so like Honest Thief, is what you're it's telling me. It's almost as good as Honest Thief, don't you? <laughs> God. High School Musical got a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. Alex is very upset. Got 100% it's in my low. heart. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just in comparing a High School Musical yeah, to Songbird. Oh my gosh. 100% in my heart. I'm so disturbed by that comment. Well, I don't know if I talked to you guys about it, but when we went into lockdown with the coronavirus and stuff like that, I actually watched through all three of the High School Musicals. Yes. <laughs> and then started watching like, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah. And then did you follow up with High School Musical, the musical, the series, the holiday special? Well, I tried to, but it was just like an interview episode that Lame. was out. Yeah, they got they got new music in there. Did you Lame. watch it, Alex? Yeah. The whole thing? You just watched an interview? They talk all yeah. about their experience with the show and yeah. what Christmas means to them. Heartwarming. I watched The Redhead. That's about it because uh, Caitlin's sister taught him. Oh, yeah. Yep. Taught him what? Uh, Got a French kiss. I would have yeah. to ask Caitlin what 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 her sister teaches, but it's a it's set design. Sex ed. Sex ed. Damn, Alex. Not sex ed. <laughs> set design. I at least was trying to. Make it <laughs> 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 That's it. Podcast. Right, well, I hope my in-laws <laughs> never listen to this podcast before this gets any worse. We're done. Yeah, Guys, can we edit that one out? <laughs> Guys, this is kind of a fine. We have a stuff section to go into. Oh yeah, we do have a stuff section. We do. We? we do have a stuff section. Do we want to talk about the stuff section? I don't know. You have anything to say about it? I don't have anything to say about it. This is not my. This well, is I was not on that Reddit, and I was just gonna say that. Uh, I one, it feels so much better. 
And I know I just said it feels so much better. And it has <laughs> a, there's no context. That's where we're cutting it right there. Right there. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.